Hello everyone! Glad to see we are all able to find time on our calendars to meet. I know everyone's busy, so I'll keep this brief. We need to nail down the requirements for the newest model of our premier product line, the Spyrokin Mongreview. After reviewing the minutes from our last meeting, I see that we decided the new model would include adult language, mature situations, tokusatsu heroes, stupid hero-worshipping little brothers, business card, and aliens. That's quite an extensive list. I think it's in our best interest to note that listener discretion is advised, especially after that incident with Wright Trading Corporation. We can't afford another lawsuit like that. Episode 95, Go Go Corporate Mergers! Go Go Corporate Mergers! Go Go Business Mergers! Super Sentai Business Mergers! Hello and welcome to another episode of Spark and Mong Review. I'm your host, Zan. How you doing today? Pretty good, I'm hoping. I'm doing actually really well. Episode 95. Can you believe this? 95 episodes since I started this podcast with Mason all those years ago. Well, only two years ago, but still. 95 episodes. Almost the big 100. Damn, it's been a while. So, for those of you who are joining us for the first time, welcome. Spark Inside that provides information and reviews about manga. Our goal is to tell you information about manga so you can afford to choose which manga you want to read. I know I just said manga three times and this is retarded, but it doesn't matter. You don't have to agree with anything we say, but I heard them entertaining, and I usually have a lot of guest hosts who are pretty interesting. So that's not bad, and hey, it's free for you to listen. You don't have to pay for it. It's not like you're paying $30 to read a magazine which says, this manga is good, or this book is the greatest book ever, even though the book sucks and they don't even read it. I actually read the manga and I tell you enough about it so that you're able to understand what the fuck it's about. As opposed to me giving a lot of big words, I'll tell you about the characters, designs, all the stuff, so that way I dumb it down a little bit. But again, getting off topic. Either way, you can check out any prior episodes or any comments, concerns, or a review archive at http colon slash slash spirekin.podbean.com. You can also email me at spirekin at gmail.com. We are on iTunes. If you want to check out our Twitter feed, it is spirekin. And if you have an Xbox Live account, all you have to do is go to Zan Space Spirekin. And if you want to leave us a voicemail, the number is 206-350-8462, and we will play it on air. And for those of you who are still interested in our contest, which ends on April 23rd, the design a logo for the Spyrokin Mong Review, a new one, that would be appreciated. It ends April 23rd, and we're still accepting applicants. We've had no one actually send it. One person asked, what are the diameters? Well, it doesn't matter as long as you create a banner, a logo, and a secondary banner for the actual feed itself. CMYK colors, and, well, any other questions, just email me and I'll answer it. So, 
let's start the show. Because if you remember from the last episode of the Spark and Mong Review, episode 94, which was a pretty cool episode because I reviewed Air Gears, I spun the Wheel of Manga and it dictated unto me that I'd be reviewing a very corporate series, a very strange series, and that is Tokumo Sentai Shines Man! Or Special Duty Combat Unit Shinesman. Very strange and very old school manga, which came out in the early 90s, around 1993, which many of you were not even born at that point, but came out in 1993 to 1998. Nine Volumes In was written by Kaimu Tachibana, and it was published by Futabashi. Either way, it's a comedy science fiction Sentai Tokusatsu series, and it's a parody. Parody of a lot of other series. There's an OVA series which is completely hysterical. The English dub is mind-numbingly stupid, but it's just so retarded it's funny. And so let me get into what Shinesman is about. Now, basically it's a parody of those Tokusatsu series like Kamen Rider, Kaiju Big Battle, Spectre Man, Saban's Master Rider, Kamen Rider Black Rider, Magical Knights of Tir Nanug, Big Battle Beetleborgs, Denku Choko Grindman, Super Human Samurai Squad, Dragon Knight, you know, the five members who fight evil doers from outer space. Now, essentially, in this universe, it's pretty thin. It's essentially the king of the alien planet voice has declared war on planet Earth. And instead of doing an actual invasion where they're going to have his armies come in and invade, taking over country by country in this huge military campaign, as opposed to that, he's going to go very subtly through business and kind of brainwash us. So let's get into the start of the manga. It starts off with our main character, Horia Matsumoto who just graduated out of school and he got hired by a company. Can you believe it? He got a job. And this is before the recession, mind you. So he got a job at Wright Trading Corporation and he's hanging out with his buddies drinking like, yeah, I got a job. I'm going to do great. I'm going to be able to protect my family and do all sorts of cool stuff. And his friends are really jealous because they can't find a job. So he goes home to relax and we're introduced to his little brother, Yota. And Yota is completely and utterly retarded. He is obsessed with this show called Great Man. And Great Man is a Sentai show with these five people in different colors. And according to the shirt Yota is wearing and also his exclamations, his favorite character is the Red Great Man. Which, if any of us who's ever seen a Tokusatsu series knows, the red guy is the guy who's generally in charge and who's the biggest douche out of all of them. I mean, perfect example is Voltron's Keith, who I personally fucking hate because he's retarded and does jack shit. Just, I'll form the head. But, getting off topic, either way. Why? Because he's the coolest one. He's the leader. He's the man. He's the strongest. He's the best. And he loves red. And on his shirt it says in big letters, RED. He has major just love for red. And he wants to be like red so he can fight crime and so on and so forth and protect the world. So, being the big older brother, Matsumoto pretty much says, That's right, you're going to be the best and you're going to be awesome too, but I'm going to be a member too of a different squadron, a better squadron. You know who I'm going to be? And Yoda's like, Who are you going to be? I'm going to be businessman! Ha ha ha! And so Matsumoto is getting ready for his next day at work. Let's go to the next day. The next day, Horoya is going to work. His first day at the job. He's all dressed, he's all nice. And he bumps into this really attractive woman. He's like, what? And she says, hey, quick question for you. What color would you be if you were the head of a justice team protecting the Earth? And Massimo's like, what? What, what the fuck? And he, in the back of his head, he hears his little brother saying, Red's the leader, and he's the strongest. So he says, oh, it's Red. 
And this woman's like, okay, thank you very much. And she leaves. And so one of the other members, one of his senpai says, yeah, you just bumped into Miss Sakakibara, the manager of human resources. What? What What the hell did she want? Well, don't worry about it. We're kind of late. So Matsumoto runs into the job on his first day, and he meets his boss, who is, well, this old guy. And he's like, you're pretty good. You have a lot of energy, kid. And here's your trainer, uh, Hayama-kun. He'll be training you. And Hayama-kun says, hope you enjoy this. Remember that you took your physical checkup in the aptitude test to show that you're special? Well, you're going to be in a couple of interesting projects for us doing a couple of things. Here's a present for you, a bunch of business cards with your name on it, and here you go. We're all set to go, and, well, this is where it gets interesting, because as he's typing away, we go back to Human Resources, and we see the pro suit, which is being set up for Masimoto to wear. So, by the way, after his work is done, Hayama says, okay, we're going to the science electronics department. And he's like, what, what the hell are we doing in the science electronics department? Well, you're going to be here and, well, you're going to be fine and work with the new stuff. And we are now at home base. So Hayama-san is like, okay, the boss has been waiting for you. And they walk into the room and who's there? Kyoto-san. And she's like, Masamoto-kun, we've been waiting for you for quite some time. He's like, what the, what, what the hell What the hell's going on? It's like, well, this is a special department. Even though my official title is Director of Human Resources, I'm actually Directors of the Special Duty Department. And he's like, Special Duty Department? What the fuck is that? It's like, well, the Special Duty Department handles important secretive tasks. And we obtain information from certain roofs, and we figure out what happens. And what happens is, in time of trouble, these enemies have appeared. And you, Matsumoto, as part of the Special Duty Unit, Noah, as a part of the Special Duty Combat Unit, Shinesman, you will combat these evil people and fight them and defeat them and protect this world from the evilness that is there. And you will wear this protective suit, the proto-suit, that is red. While Matsumoto's kind of processing this situation, generic subordinate on the side says, Chief, we have a problem. It's Sector 3B. Someone transformed into a monster. And Kyoto-san's like, well, oh no, this is what we expected, because they're going to steal data. Matsumoto, it's your time. Put on the suit and combat this evil. And Matsumoto's like, I came to be a businessman. I came to do corporate mergers and to have lunch with my secretary and this and that. And as Matsumoto turns around to leave, Kyoko's like, wait. Don't you want to become a great businessman? He's like, what? It's like, this is the path of the work of a good businessman. This is the part which is the kind of businessman that makes you who you are and will make you be awesome. And Massimo's like, what does this have to do with business? And he's like, you will see and you will determine it. And so they end up teleporting him. And he's teleported right into the hands of this giant tentacled monster and proceeds to freak out a little bit. Like, I mean, seriously, if that happened to me, I'd be like, what the fuck? Get the hell away from me and run away. But surprisingly, Matsumoto doesn't run away like a little girl, which is cool. So he freaks out and he's like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? This thing is going to kick my ass. And it literally throws him across the room, beating the shit out of him. And meanwhile, at home, Yoda is watching the TV and then suddenly... Suddenly a monster has appeared and there's a young man in a robot suit fighting this monster. And he's like, whoa, there's... Oh, that's... And he's watching the news and watching his brother, who he doesn't know is his brother, fighting this monster. And Matsumoto freaking out says, okay, what type of weapons does this red proto-suit have? And he's like, uh, well, you have your business cards in your left hip case. Like, what the hell am I supposed to do with business cards? You're joking, right? It's like, no, you also have clip bombs and a... Cuff beam. And other than that, you don't really have anything else you need. It's like, what the fuck happens if I die? He's like, well, 
don't worry about it. The Protoss suit, it's able to make you 30 to 50 times stronger than normal. He's like, okay, there's not much I can do. And he, he suddenly is like, okay, I can't mess this up. This is my first day on the job. So, wait, maybe I can mimic the superheroes that Yoda watches on TV. And he's like, all right, let's go, monster. And he attacks him and proceeds to get his ass kicked. And as he's choking and breathing and going, I'm not gonna... Suddenly, two other people appear, and they say, We are gray and moss green. Once I read that, I was pretty much just like, Okay, so you can't use, like, regular green or blue or black, but moss green and gray? These are some pretty gay characters. Gay colors. Which is one of the, the running jokes because of the fact that Saka Kibara wants them to change their colors because she's kind of insane. So, they fight, they save the day. Now that's one hell of a first day of work, you know? So, Matsumoto goes home, tired, beat up, bruised, he just goes home, passes out on his bed, and Yoda says, Big Brother! Big Brother! Did you see on TV? The three guys fought the evil monster! And Matsumoto's like, I don't know why you watched that. Red was a really weak guy in that fight. And then, well, and Yoda sagely nods his head and says, But the thing is, it's his first meeting, so he has to be weak. But he'll get stronger and better and more powerful. And Matsumoto's like, You know what? You're right, little brother. He will get stronger, and he will be great. So with a renewed vigor towards going to work, Matsumoto goes to work the next day, and he sees Hayama, and he sees this other guy, and they're like, Hey, what's wrong? I was worried for a moment for the new employee that was having so much trouble with that monster underling, Mr. Red. He's like, Hayama, you're gray and, or moss green? And he's like, uh, and shocked that his co-workers are also superheroes. And just, this is the beginning of this insane and just completely odd series, which is surprisingly kind of entertaining and sick at the same time. And like with any Tokusatsu Sentai series, it becomes very formulaic with basic story plot about something happening in the day, evil monster showing up, and then they fight and they win. And there's a lot of interesting little subplots here and there, including the fact that the technology they have, nine times out of ten, is not designed to work. Like, at one point, Matsumoto gets, here's a flight suit, if you call it, you could fly, if you say this really gay phrase, and he eventually has to use it, and he uses it, and it works for him, but they're like, we didn't expect that to actually work, we thought you were gonna die. And he's like, what? How could you not get this to work? And He's just boggled by the stupidity of his bosses. And meanwhile, Kyoko's very, I want to change the colors of the costumes because they all look retarded, but I also want to be a Sentai hero too. And then the other two characters, Hayama and Shogo Yamadera, are these two crazy people who are just nuts. The fact is that Hayama's like, all the women want him and he's a pimp daddy. And then Yamadera is just obsessed with his fucking car. And as Shinesman, Hayama and Shoujo are really not that good of fighters. There's one point which is hysterical. It's my favorite part in the battles. When what happens is they're getting ready and they're like, Oh no, well, we gotta go in there and we gotta fight him. And Matsumoto's like, all ready to incite the fight. And they're like, okay, so, go Red, go! He's like, right! And he's like, wait, why am I going by myself? He turns around and there's Moss Green and Gray on their knees drinking tea. And they're like, physical strength matches are intense for your uncles. No... Matsumoto-kun, this is fit for a young man in his teens. And it's like, what? And it's just this whole just awkward scene because they're just so lazy and strange. He's like, well, guys, just freaking...
fight and help me out. And they just let him get his ass kicked, and that's why he gets thrown off a building, hence using the crappy technology, which kind of works, but doesn't really. But it's pretty funny how they interact with Matsumoto, and I really wanted to see how the other two interact, because I hear they're even more funny. But, and, well, what Sentai series is complete without a couple of villains? And, as I said before, there are some interesting villains. And these two are Prince Sasaki and... Seki, who are members of, well, Planet Voice, and they're really trying to take over the world. But the funny thing is that they're actually invading the Earth covertly, so they're pretending to be corporate employees at Right Trading Corporation. And so the enemies are literally like three cubicles away from the good guys. So it's really kind of stupid, and there's a little bit of homoerotic things going on. Which, if you know Kamio Tachibana's artwork, she generally does yaoi. So, Princess Saki and Seki are drawn in a very feminine and, well, gay design. Which looks kind of weird, because this doesn't feel like one of her regular mangas, which is very yaoi-esque. This seems more like a shonen series. And it's a little bit of a departure from a regular work, and it kind of works, but... It just feels out of place to draw the characters like that, especially with some of the subplots going on with Sasaki and Seki, but getting off topic. Either way, really fucking weird series. Now, I know I just completely went through that one, two, three, and didn't really go over it, but I was only able to get a hold of three chapters, because it was never released over here, and three chapters were pretty cool. You see some of the different characters and different weapons, like one guy has a tie clip bomb, and some character development with the fact that you have Kyoko bonding with... Matsumoto's little brother, pretty much saying, Hey, uh, you like the Shinemen too? He's like, Yeah, yeah, I like them. I like red. I know I'm getting off topic, but I have to say this. The one thing that really kind of angered me about the series is the fact that the kid, he, he, he's like he has Down syndrome. It's like, Hey, what do you want for dinner? I want to see red. Every other line out of his mouth is, I want to see red. Red's the strongest. Red's the school, schoolest. Red's this. Red's that. Damn it, kid! Get out of your fucking obsession! Get a life! And stop obsessing with the red guy! Oi! Oi! The kid just... Bah! Besides the annoying fucking kid, the story is very original and unique and very complicated. Wait, what the fuck am I saying? It isn't complicated. It's fucking a Sentai series. It's the simplest plot ever. It's formulaic. And to be honest with you, it's really, really just predictable. But it's not bad. It's entertaining, but it's really fucking predictable. And if you're expecting Shakespeare levels of creativity, this ain't it. Now, on the other hand, art style fits with the series, of course. And it's, well, honestly, art style's not bad. It's got that kind of very old school and, uh, bleh, I'll say, generic look to it. Which is kind of cool, but it's pretty just weird. When you combine that kind of mediocre formulaic plot and the just kind of generic art style, you get just a kind of meh series. I've heard rumors that uh, the story supposedly gets a lot better when you have the other two Shineman characters, who one is uh, Shinesman Sepia and then Shineman Salmon Pink, who is the girl. And I was like, 
These are really weird and strange colors, but that's kind of the running joke, because it's a parody. It makes fun of all the little facts, like the fact that they pretend to, they do all the movements, they combine their powers to make super moves, they make poses, and it's just really strange and unusual. It's kind of funny in a six-order way. If you've seen Super Sentai series, you'll get the jokes. If you've never seen a Sentai series before, you're going to be like, what the hell is this crap? This is ridiculous and retarded. For that reason, I have to give... Tokumo Sentai Shines Men a gift from your crazy Aunt Muriel. Okay, but forgettable. It's random, it's weird. You could get into it, but you really have to like the series, otherwise you're not really going to understand what's going on. Some people might say this series is worthless, but what are you going to do? It's a Sentai series which was made by a person who really wasn't working in her field. Because the fact is she's a yaoi person, and she throws in the little, at the end of the third volume, that little bit of yaoi into it, because the, the king, the prince, he has this whole weird rule, which is that if anyone sees any of his flesh, his bare flesh, he has to either kill them or marry them. And supposedly, from spoilers I've heard, at the end of the series, he ends up trying to get one of the guys to be his queen. So, uh, yeah, not really so. After seeing the actual OVA, which is a lot better and more interesting because they introduced another character who's hysterical and retarded, uh, Princess Sheena, I would say, honestly, the anime is better than the manga, which is kind of rare for me, but it is the case. So this manga is, it's not skip, it's okay. The art style is pretty cool, and it's an enjoyable series just for a quick read. Well, the first couple volumes anyway. I only have three chapters, but it was enjoyable just for the hell of it to waste time. So yeah, get from your crazy aunt Muriel, okay, but forgettable. Now, besides that, what else is there? Uh, well, nothing else really, of course. You know what I'm waiting for, of course. So it's that part you've all been waiting for, and what am I speaking of? I'm talking about the one, the only, the Yes, friends, the Wheel of Manga, except no substitute. Now, what is the Wheel of Manga? The Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune with ten slots on it. And what I've done is I've assigned ten titles to each of the slots. And now, I'm going to spin the Wheel of Manga. Whenever it never lands on that's going to be reviewing for the next episode of the Spark and Manga Review. So let's spin and see what I'm going to be reviewing in episode 96. Number three. And number three is going to be... Common Nomade Guy. Another common show? Come fucking on. I have to do another Tokusatsu hero show? Aw, oh, damn it. Okay, so apparently I'm reviewing another Tokusatsu show for the next episode. So that'll be ever so much fun. But, hey, this one wasn't bad. Hopefully it'll be better. We'll see what happens. So, guess that's it for this episode of the Spark and Mon Review. I'm your host, Zan, and, well, I've been doing this for a long time. I'm still going to keep doing it. And I hope you guys are here for another 95 episodes. I'm Gonsville. See you next time.